This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys wondering about extraordinary things. And we're back, folks. Here we are, back. Wandering Wanders, here to wander and to wonder with you once again on this eve. We have uh, Eli Yando and the one and only... Joseph Schultz. There he is, everybody. All righty. So uh, we thought that uh, to start out, we would just do some freestyle rapping for you. <laughs> uh, but then we realized that neither of us could freestyle rap. So, Not a surprise uh, here for me. Yeah. Like, we don't want to bring tears to the eyes of the elderly or young children. Not the good kind. Not no. <laughs> Yeah. We do want to bring tears to the eyes of some people, <laughs> um, but the good kind. Um, so we're not going to rap. Uh, instead, we're going to share a God moment. Um, so I'll start. Uh, my God moment this week was I, I've i been having a hard time with reading. Um, uh, it Just it's in the sense... your literacy. It's <laughs> my literacy that I, I uh, came to seminary with. No, uh, I just really don't like homework. Like I'll sit and read a book. And enjoy it, no problem. And then someone assigns it to me, and I'll be like, never. I'm I'm a rebel. I do not do this. And so it was really hard for me to get Both back into homework. school. <laughs> it was hard for me to get back into school this year. And uh, I, was, I was angry about it. And so I went to adoration, intending to pray about it. And I walked in, and it was like Mortal Kombat. Like, ready, fight. Okay. And I was like, here we go, God. Let's go. I'm, I'm kneeling there. But in my mind, I'm like flying through the air off the walls. In combat with God, uh, in a good way. You know, it's a loving combat, like <laughs> wrestling with your brother. And uh, it's more of a tussle. Than a <laughs> yes, that's a good way. I was tussling with the Lord, um, but so I was, I was just saying to God, "Listen, I hate this so much, and I'm willing to make sacrifices for you and your church, but not this." And God was like, wow, okay, you hate this so much. What an incredible opportunity for you to sacrifice. Mm. I was like, no, stop. I don't like that. Once I become a priest and get to a parish, I will be willing to make all the sacrifices for the parishioners because that matters. And he was like, okay, so you think that if you just don't make sacrifices now, you'll do it later. And I was like, oh, shoot, I, I, I see a little bit of the issue, but I'm not going to accept it. So me and God kind of went back and forth. But it, in the end, it was no like moment of resolution. But I walked out of that holy hour just thinking, yeah, I can do this. Mm. I can do homework. That's, that's not a problem. And I have a lot of peace with it. Just my attitude has changed towards it. So that is 100% the grace of God because uh, natural Eli cannot deal with this that's right supernatural eli though extraordinary he <laughs> superhero he eli what's my power i can actually get homework done and you tried all day i had a lot of technological issues today oh yeah it was rough technology probably comes from the devil but we can't be sure so uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we're sure it's neutral <laughs> okay maybe maybe it's after the, today I'm, I'm not convinced anymore <laughs> but uh, anyway joseph uh, that was my god moment what have, what have you to sh- to share to yes. query to ponder um, upon to, to query to ponder upon so ethan eli paul and i mm. started doing the the readings oh, in the yes. evenings last year we yes. would take the mass readings for the next day, sit and kind of do, I guess it's like a modified Lectio Divina sort of thing. Yeah. Read the first reading, read the gospel, comment on the first reading, comment on the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so it's been something that 
Eli and I have wanted to con- continue doing throughout the year or through the years. And so starting back this year, um, it's been interesting, like the opportunities that we've had to bring other people into yeah. it. So the other night, like Justin was in your room talking to you and I like peeked over cause I was like, you said you wanted to do the readings. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm ready to do the readings, you know? Yeah. And you made this invitation to Justin of like, why don't you like, do you want to join us? Yeah. And I, I don't know why I was like so afraid of that, I guess. Yeah. Like, why I would be like, oh, he's going to think this is so stupid. Like, why would he think it's stupid? <laughs> no, he's a good he's holy man. He's studying to be a priest of God. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, loves, he loves the scriptures. He loves them. Um, and he does. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. And so it was just this, like, moment of uh, just a reminder that, like, one, fear happens in seminary. You know, <laughs> like, just, like, yeah. that there's still the same dynamics here, the same stupid dynamics here of, like, <laughs> wow, what if they don't like me? Or what if they think I'm weird? Or what if they like, it's the what if game all over again. Oh you know? gosh. Yeah. No, sometimes and it can be incredible how human that, that I, I remember truly. we all are. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not, uh, it's not as perfect as I think I am in my yeah. mind, which oh. is, uh, unfortunately really proving to be the case. As oh. Of late, so oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not a, not a bad place to be. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's something we're kind of going to talk about tonight. Oh, we'll, right. we'll probably touch on a little bit. Look at you make we'll it a see. segue. You know, well, on. it's, a, it's a wander. So we'll see how, if we actually end up wandering there, it's, <laughs> we'll uh, see. we'll take what the good Lord brings. So, uh, with that, we'll start with a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit to guide this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. God, guide our hearts, our minds, our lips. Help us to live lives of joy and of wonder with you. We ask your Holy Spirit to come upon us and to guide us this night as we record this. We ask all this in Christ's name, amen. So, tonight... We're going to talk about uh, really kind of a couple things, but they all tie together with uh, one main idea. So starting with the history of that before we get to that idea. So Old Testament, Moses, uh, he's a pretty cool guy, talks to God, and he gives the Israelites the law, the Jewish law. And uh, this law is written after, you know, the, the Ten Commandments come down from the mountain. Ten Commandments are very good, straight from God. You can they always right. trust yeah. that. Um, but, you know, you, <laughs> they do all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've lasted the test of time, that's for sure. But, uh, no, so the, uh, he writes the law, and the law is, you know, it, it's, it's prescriptions, it's things you should do, but kind of the spirit of the law is just don't do the worst stuff. Like, you know, don't be really bad. Duh. So you're it's like... It's minimalistic. It is definitely, yeah. exactly, exactly. It's uh, like, just as long as you don't do this. And it's really, it's written by Moses. Uh, God gives Moses the permission and the ability to write this law. But unlike the Ten Commandments, it's not written directly by God. Is it inspired? Yes, but it's written by man. And yeah, it, you know, it's there's some, some crazy stuff in there. And it's like, you know, when you go into this country, kill the people that are there because God and Moses know that uh, what happens when the Jews hang out with pagans? 
they become pagans. <laughs> and uh, like they're if, simple if people. If there's going to be they're you know they're just broken sinful people with with uh as it's described unnatural hearts, hearts of stone. Mm. And so because of their their inability really I'd say to receive grace, Christ hasn't come yet. The law is set up and it sets the Israelites apart from the rest of the people and says, "All right, as long as you don't sink to this level, you'll be good. There is like, okay, yes, you want to worship God. There, there is these good things, but kind of the general census of the law, like you said, is minimalistic. And uh, the Jews really live like that. If you look at the, the Pharisees, they're just look, going around trying to catch anybody breaking the rules. And it's like, oh, you broke the rule. You better cleanse yourself. You know, just, mm. okay, if you drop below this line, this minimum line, then you got to get back above it. And that's it. And then Jesus comes. And the, the line that kind of made me start thinking about all this is when Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mm. Well, I'm failing. <laughs> I am not perfect. Um, I'm a sinner. But uh, am I trying to live in a way that is perfect? Or am I trying to not break the rules? So that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight is this, this idea of, uh, of almost this, this low bar and the high bar. This low bar of as long as I don't do this. Hmm. And the high bar of this is what I'm really shooting for. Yeah. Even if I don't get there, that's what I'm trying to be. And that high bar is perfection. It's it, pretty high. It, yeah, it's, pretty it's, high. it's it's Jesus. It's, um, it's the highest of bars. Uh, yeah, <laughs> truly, it I is mean, really high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you, you kind of get what I'm talking about yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of like the, uh, you know, when you're in high school, you get the uh, as a high schooler the classic like, well, how far can I? <laughs> what is? I mean, so I know you're saying this, but like how. How does that apply to, to me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, so I get the idea, but the implementation. <laughs> yeah, like, it becomes uh, it becomes what can I get away with? Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And it's I very think, legalistic. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, and I think though uh, that that mindset. Ha- I don't know if it, this is a new thing, but it's definitely the way it is right now in a lot of ways. Has has wiggled its way into the church. And you look at the the people who are, you know, I go to Mass on Sundays. I'm not a terrible person. And it's become like, can I sneak as close to this line as possible while still getting to heaven? It's kind of like the thought, you hear it all the time. You hear it among, you know, good, holy people, but like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to get purgatory time. So, you know, like whatever, you know, it's all right. And it's like, wait a second, are we shooting for purgatory here? What, what is this? Um but I think that that's a very dangerous thought to just think as long as I'm doing the minimum. Because if you look at the saints, not a single person who has been canonized a saint just did the minimum. Mm. Uh, you know, they become saints because they were living, striving for perfection. Yeah. Yet they did not reach the bar all the time. Uh, but that's what they were shooting for. And even I think sometimes it can look almost exactly the same as far as the life lived of, you know, shooting for perfection and just failing a lot or like just being pretty good at not hitting the minimum. But there's a huge difference there of, of what am I trying to do? 
Um, Jesus did not come and say, hey, you know, like if you feel like it, you could try and become a saint. You could try and get to heaven. <laughs> you could just, you know, if you get the chance to go to Mass on Sundays, yeah, that'd be nice. It's like, no, take up your cross wanna, and follow. You know, <laughs> I don't want to impose or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, he was very okay with imposing. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. And he came and, like he says, uh, uh, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. So I think in a sense that that minimum line is there and is good. You know, yeah. We want to know what's there, but we don't want to live there. And we don't want to live with that as our high bar. Yeah. Because you know, not only is it going to be, you know, okay, we're not becoming saints, but we're made to be saints. Mm. And when we don't live as we're made to, we're not going to be as happy. We're not going to live life to the fullest in any sort of the way. Things are made for doing what they're made for. Like a toaster is made for... Toasting. Toasting. <laughs> toasting, and it turns bread into toast. Um, and if you use a toaster to wash your car... Not, not going to go not, well. Not, never going to go I've well. I've tried, you know. I've tried really? toasting oh, my really? car. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Oh, you went with the toasting <laughs> the car. Okay, so the bread was actually the, the distinction yeah, there. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I think that's a, it's important to know that this this minimum line is not going to make you happy. So do you think that's a, do you think that's a new thing? Like I no. Don't, like, I don't think that's a new struggle. Here's the thing. So I don't think that that's a new thing in terms of morality, necessarily. But I do think that that's partially a new thing in terms of life. People have gotten lazy. And maybe there was lazy people before, but I have a, I have a very romantic view of the past, you know, of like a, the time when everybody was farmers think, and working hard. both of us are pretty romantically minded <laughs> yeah. as the, yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like... This is what makes it, this friendship work. Exactly. <laughs> that's the... Uh, we look at the past fondly. We're, we're dreamers. <laughs> yeah. The... But so I think that it, uh, in the past, people were willing to be excellent in so many things. And there's, I mean, that still happens, obviously, today. Mm. But I don't know. To me, it seems like the general consensus has been like, as long as you're not killing anybody, then go for it. <laughs> you know, that's not a good life. Yeah. Where's the, where's the joy? Where's... And it, yeah, it just, it doesn't seem like that's a life that's going to lead you to joy. Yeah, I've, so I've been thinking about this for a while, as I tend to do. Yeah, that he um, does. Yeah, so I don't think the kind of minimalistic attitude is a new attitude. Mm. I think the mode in which it's lived out is new. Because the... What do you mean by mode? Like... I don't think there's ever been humans that don't struggle with the, well, what's the least I can do to maximize, yeah, like to get the most benefit, that's right? True. I mean, yeah. like that's an engineer's job. You know, <laughs> like that's, that we, we literally call those people engineers <laughs> yeah. now. You know, and pay them ridiculous sums of money. Yeah, that's right? true. Like, that's true. That's literally their job. Um, <laughs> But I think the You're way off some engineers with that one. Well, as an as an engineer, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate this. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the I think the mode in which we are living that out, like our standard of living, our level of comfort is so much higher than humans have ever had Ooh, yeah. in known history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's like 
if that's the case, if I don't have to worry when, about like where my food's coming from, where I'm getting clean water, where I'm going to sleep, if I'll be warm tonight, mm. if the, if my like basic needs are all met to the degree that they are in the United States, which is an insane level. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, still poverty there, but for the most part, even our poverty is better than the kings yeah, of than the, the past. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Then, like, the degree to which we are comfortable is exponentially higher than it's ever been. Yeah. And so, yeah, when our, our comfort is challenged, I think that's a... I don't, I, I don't respond very well to it. No, oh, <laughs> like, gosh, no. No. So, uh, to some degree, it's like this this level of like comfort management, and so as soon as something disrupts my comfort, um, it means I have to do something about it, mm. and that's a that's kind of a scary idea, because not many things are around that can like legitimately disrupt my comfort. Yeah, you know. Yeah, at least not in the way that that it could in the past. Like, you know, if I was a farmer in the past and a you know, like a plague struck or a tornado hit or there was bad weather or my cows died or yeah. whatever, then it's like, well, I can't feed my family. <laughs> my family will die. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And now it's like... We're going to be homeless is the worst that could happen for the most yeah, part. Yeah, maybe we can take out a loan. I don't know. We yeah. can stay with some family. Yeah. I, just the, yeah, the level of comfort that we have is just so much higher that I think we're just... Yeah, we just reached this level of just striving to maintain comfort. Yeah. Because that's all they're yeah, that's, that's all we're doing. We're just right. maintaining comfort. That's become that minimum line. Yeah. I mean, so many people don't have God and even people who do are, are living a lot of times on that line. Am I comfortable? Is it all right? And you know, like you can sit and watch Netflix all day. And at the end you're like, Am I comfortable? Yeah. But do you feel great after watching a whole bunch of Netflix? I think that's what makes God such a, at times, a hard sell is because yeah. God is going to, just like you were saying before with Jesus, like Jesus is going to bust up and like disrupt some stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's what he loves to do. And so if you're like sitting in your comfortable bubble. And Kool-Aid man, Jesus bust through the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I brought your cross. Let's go. <laughs> And so he's just going to bust up and like disrupt your comfort and you aren't used to or ready or prepared. Like, yeah, I think as a culture, we aren't like disposed to having our comfort disrupted and responding to that in a way that's positive. So <laughs> that's true. That is definitely true. Yeah. I, I think to kind of bring it back a little bit, but really on the same line, to bring it to a, a a particular example of this, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I thought about it a lot when I was a focused missionary working with college students, but I've been thinking about it a lot this week um, in terms of this maximum and minimum, Jesus calling us to this maximum, how we see virtues. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, you know, like we have the seven deadly sins. Those are below the line, okay? Those, you don't even touch those, okay? But... A lot of times we see virtue as, okay, we didn't do those seven deadly sins uh, or you know, just sin in general. We, we stayed above that line. We're good. 
I think that is an extraordinary disservice to virtue. And uh, the particular that, I, that, I, that comes to mind for me, um, which was extremely pl- applicable in, in college and being a college uh, missionary, was chastity. Yeah. You know, like when, when you were a high school student, what did you think chastity was, if you thought of chastity? <laughs> I remember we had a, uh, a speaker come. I didn't even go. <laughs> um, but we had a speaker come and her like her topic was keep your duct tape sticky. I've okay that yeah. Keep your I've, duct tape I, that sticky. happened in our health class. Yeah, the yeah. sticky duct tape. Because analogy. if you keep running around sticking your duct tape on stuff, it's gonna lose its stickiness. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Which I think is a terrible analogy because like I can stick duct tape on like four things. <laughs> it's still good. It's still gonna be sticky. That, yo, that is true. There's a lot of problems with that analogy. <laughs> There's. That's one of them. That's definitely <laughs> the basic. Which problem. to my to my high school teenage mind, I was like, cool. Well, I know duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I can... duct tape's pretty sticky. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I got the same thing in health class. I came in there like. You know, had the one guy take the duct tape and like put it on one girl's arm and then another girl's arm, like keep going, and uh, until it like wasn't sticky and it was like this is bad and it was like, wait a second, so the marital act is just sticking duct tape to somebody, and yes. you just want to keep it sticky, like what is it? is it? You just want to keep it pleasurable? It just it doesn't. But so that's the, what makes me think of this. I remember. Uh, you know, like being in high school and getting that, you know, sex ed in high school. And it was just don't sleep with anyone. Otherwise, you'll die. You know, yeah, like, bad yeah, exactly. it's bad. And it's like, hold up. What about the beauty of sexuality? Your parents will <laughs> hate you. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Society it's, will shun you. It's just really. And then so you, you know, they lay out all how terrible it is. And then high schoolers don't care. Because they're like, I'm pretty sure it's great. So, uh, and same thing in college, you know. Uh, if you go in and say like, hey, you know, you have to stop getting drunk and sleeping around. People are going to be like, uh, thanks, but no thanks. I kind of uh, <laughs> like this, actually. Yeah, it's and you know, a... maybe some people will listen. But I think that that's that minimalistic, that bottom of the, the, the bottom line, just don't do this. And we're not made for that. We're made for the maxim. We're made to live greatly. So, you know, like, chastity isn't don't sleep with someone you're not married to. That's, that's the minimum. If you do that, okay, yes, in a sense you're chaste. But to truly live a chaste life, actually, I kind of want to see, what, 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 how would you describe the true virtue of chastity? Hmm. I think it, uh, to use an ideal, it'd be the right, the right ordering of my priorities in regard to another, like relative to mm. someone else. Um, so as a, as a seminarian preparing for the priesthood, like a properly chaste life for me would be to orient myself in a way that the service of others is reflected in my own life as a priority over me. You know? mm, yeah, I think in marriage that takes that ends up looking like a, you know, my wife always 
my family always, their needs have to come before my own. Mm. Um, and that's not, that's not in the like pack mule sense of like, <laughs> you're just this beast of burden to yeah. toss crap on and then <laughs> carry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I think ultimately it's a, it's a rightful ordering of priorities. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, uh, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, kind of what I have been thinking of is, is it's a, a correct use of love, all the different kind of loves mm. that we have. Yeah. Um, if the opposite of chastity is lust and is to, to use others, then chastity can't just be not lusting, but to love fully. Like you were talking about in marriage, you know, like mm. you, you have this chaste relationship with, with your wife and your family, but you still need a chaste relationship with the rest of the world. Yeah. What does that look like? Well, that is to love them. Yeah, it's going to look very different than your family. Uh, and same with uh, a priest. I think it's a great example of, you know, a priest has to live a chaste life. That doesn't mean he never speaks to a woman. And it's like, oh, the the church ladies are coming after mass. You're like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Sorry, trying to live a chaste life. Uh, no, it's it's hopefully to, not. <laughs> yeah, please God, no. But uh, it's Figure your to life use out. your, <laughs> yeah. but to correctly use your love, to have right relationships with people, um, to, you know, both physical love, emotional, just friendship, to, I like that you said order, you know, to rightly order these things, mm. to, to point them all towards God and to shoot for perfection. You know, your love, your relationships with every single person, every single person should draw them closer to God. Yeah. That's chastity. Yeah. That's the, the maximum. That's not just like, okay, I'm not sleeping with anyone. Like, no, 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 no. We don't stop there and say, I'm chased. Well, I mean, okay, maybe you are chased, but like, no, don't stop. Keep going. So recognizing that we are prone towards minimalism, yeah. desire maximalism, but end up somewhere in the middle. What does that look like? I mean, striving. It looks like a life uh, of struggle. It looks like carrying a cross every day and saying, okay, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to keep going. And there is yeah, one thing I kind of want to bring up. There, there's a, this could get dangerous in a sense if you're not willing to love yourself where you're at. And to understand oh, totally. that God loves you. If you just look at yourself every day and say, I'm not perfect, I'm terrible, I'm unlovable, I need to get to perfection, that's unhealthy, that's bad, it's not what I'm, it's not what I'm suggesting. But I think the, the greatest analogy I've uh, thought of, pondered deeply upon, is uh, me and my brother and one of our good buddies, Tony, so my brother Simon and our buddy Tony, uh, and my little sister Lily, we built a cabin in the woods. One day we were just like, let's build a camp. So we, we did. We went down, we chopped down some picture. trees. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's awesome. It's actually very impressive. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's a box in the woods yeah. pretty much. Um, but it's... But it's your it's, box. It's our box in the woods, exactly. Um, but no, so I, rem I have a very distinct memory of having the, the beams in the ground, just the beams that are going to hold up the walls, and standing in the cabin and thinking, this is 
awesome. This is so cool. I can't believe we got this far. This was like maybe two days of working on it. Like we did it. We're really doing it. Yeah. But I didn't want to stop there. I didn't want to like, okay, cool. We, we made it. We put the beams up. Well, never going to do anything with this again. I wanted that to become the cabin that it is today. And I mean, we still have to put a floor in it. And me and my brother, we, we talk all the time now. The, the cabin's almost done. And we always need something to work on. So our next project is a sky chapel built in the trees above mm. the cabin. Love so it's it. like we went from this frame on the ground of like, yeah, okay, uh, this is good. This is so awesome. But I want more. Like now our, our dream is a sky chapel. And once that's done, which I honestly think someday we're going to build the sky chapel. Um, uh, maybe that's where I'll do my first mass. But uh, once we don't stop where we're at, but we love where we're at. You look at the, the beams of your life. And it may not be that much, but you have to be able to look at it and say, yeah, this is good. Uh, even if it's not that good, you really have to understand, like, God looks at you with so much delight. He takes so much delight and finds so much joy in where you are at, no matter yeah. where you are. If you're at the bottom of the barrel, just, you know, in the tomb, ready to rise, God's like, ooh, this is good. He's he's." They're going to rise soon. Here we go. And and there's so much joy there. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Father Christian, I think last fall, gave this homily, and he was talking about being okay with being unfinished symphonies. Do you remember that? No, but that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I think Ethan ended up emailing him to ask for a copy. Of the, I have a copy of it. But, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he gave this homily and he was talking essentially about this of like, here we are. The Christian life is the cross. Yeah. Like striving as an ideal for perfection, modeling, modeling ourselves to be like God and knowing that ultimately we are going to fail and are failing right now. Yeah. And how, how do we like live in a way that we're okay with being unfinished symphonies yep um which i love i so so love yep um but we still long to be finished symphonies no we don't want to stop at the well that's yeah i mean that's the thing is that we're we're unfinished yeah right which means at some point we will be finished yeah progress and then we have to be okay with that progress which ultimately like is and at least practically for us, like that's formation. Is yeah. How are we learning to be okay with who I am, who Joseph Schultz is right now mm-hmm. and all of my gifts and all of my failings and all of my like idiosyncrasies, you know, like, yeah. um, but that's ultimately the call for every Christian. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have to, we have to be able to love, who we are and where we are if we ever want to love anybody else where they're at. You know, we, yeah. can't, we can't expect to be like, I'm terrible all the time. But then you see other people's faults and you're like, oh, no, it's all right. You know, I don't love you any better. No, I mean, sometimes, you know, we can have mercy with ourselves and others and, you know, there's a balance there. But a lot of times if you don't have mercy with yourself, uh, it's a lot harder but. to have mercy with others. Yeah, so I think to kind of wrap up and go back over, uh, uh, could you summarize what we've kind of talked about? 
Oh my! <laughs> From the beginning, it was a, lot, it was a wander today. We we have <laughs> definitely wandered. Um, goodness, where do we start? The Jews. <laughs> the Jews. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about minimalism. Yeah. First, uh, minimalism in regard to society as a whole, society now versus society in the past. Yeah. Are we more prone to minimalism now than we were in the past? I think we resolved on yes, but a different kind of yeah, minimalism, yeah, probably to a higher degree. Yeah. Um, then we moved on to chastity. Yeah. Uh, a quick little meander into the high school years. Gosh, yep. What a time. Hate to meander through those. Hate, hate to meander through those. <laughs> Would not go back. No, Would no, not go back. No. <laughs> Very happy with where I am now. I have grown as I should <laughs> from a high school. I to, hope so. I really hope so. Because <laughs> I really hope so. Um, yeah, chastity, the right ordering of our desires, the proper like love of other. Yeah. Um, and then we we got back actually to what we were talking about last week, which was tension. Yeah, the there's tension always tension. Yep. Perfection in the midst of imperfection. Yeah, these two things that don't seem to go together, pulling on each other like a rope with mm. something on both ends. Is it going to snap? Is it going to pull something together? The world will know someday. It will. <laughs> yeah. The second coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, just before we kind of wrap up, there's a kind of an analogy to to minimalism. That That kind of the high school mentality of like, Okay, but how far, you know? Yeah, yeah. I heard this analogy one time of if you imagine like a like a village built on the the edge of like a precipice, yeah, you know. And before you actually got to the cliff where the the overhang is, there's a field and that was the field that all the kids played in. Mm. And so you can imagine as kids they would run around and I don't know, play soccer or whatever. Yeah. And they'd uh, probably kick the ball down the down the cliff a couple the times, yeah. and be like, "Well, we keep losing our ball, so we're we're going to be extra careful, yeah, <laughs> around around the cliff edge because we don't want to we don't want to lose our ball again." Yeah. If you can imagine the freedom that a fence would give Ooh. at the edge of that cliff to allow those children to actually play the game the way it was meant to be played. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Lot. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave them with that ponderance. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure, Joseph, as usual. Uh, a Always. good wandering wander. Always a good And uh, we will be praying for y'all. Please pray for us. And uh, take care. Have a good night. Live in wonder. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wondering Wanders. All of our episodes can be found online at wonderingwanders.org. That is wonderingwanders.org.